Where Kindness Lives is designed to cultivate a kinder world by helping to inform and inspire. Hosted by Jenny Sager from Nextdoor, the neighborhood network connecting you to what truly matters so you can belong. We'll chat to the most thought-provoking individuals paving the way for positive change and hear from neighbors who deliver small acts of kindness every day. So come on a journey to where kindness lives. Imagine having to pack up your belongings and move to a new neighborhood you've likely never been to before every two to three years. That's what faces more than a million military families each year across America. It can be a daunting task. Forced to start again, enroll your kids in new schools, find jobs for your spouse, and of course, make new friends in the neighborhood. Enter Blue Star Families, the nation's largest military family support organization, helping families engage, integrate, and enjoy their local neighborhoods after a move. We're really excited to talk to Kathy Roth Duque today. Kathy's the founder and CEO of Blue Star Families. Welcome to Where Kindness Lives. I'm delighted to be here, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Well, we have a lot to talk about today because we have just launched a really exciting partnership between Blue Star Families and Nextdoor, which we really believe will have a positive impact for military families and really just the greater neighborhood all over the country. So excited to talk to you about that today. But we start each episode of Where Kindness Lives by asking, what does kindness mean to you? To me, kindness means really thinking about what somebody else needs or having them think about that for me and giving the gift of coming to them from that perspective and and giving them what they need with kind of gentleness and humor and, and, and good thoughts. And when you think about that, is there someone in your life that you feel like has shown you kindness over the years? You know, I think about so many people who showed me kindness over the years and often it's just, you know, someone in your circle a good friend of mine, Michael Wex, who is far removed from the military life, he always got what was happening to me and my kids as we got moved around the country and we were strangers. And one year we showed up in London in a whole different city right before the holidays, boxes all around us. How do you create a holiday? And a giant box arrived from him full of gifts for the kids. And it was just instant holiday. And the fact that someone had taken the time to think about what is this person's life like and what might be hard for them and what might they need? No, no one asked for that. Um, It will stay with me forever. Well, and I think that's a good segue to why Blue Star Families was created. And I know when we first started working together, one of the things that really surprised a lot of us here at Nextdoor is how often military families move and how often they therefore need to start connections from scratch. And just looking at those, some of those stats you have all shared with us, you know, military families move two to three times more than civilian families. And that really on average looks like about every two, two to three years, doesn't it? That is the average, but it can be more. In my own family, we moved nine times in 16 years. So, so think about that, you know, and we're not moving on to bases. Usually we're moving into communities. So that means you have to figure out what's the school district I want my kids to be in you know, what's that location be? How long is the commute going to be for my spouse? Am I going to work? And how am I going to get to where I am? Figuring that out sometimes in very short order. And then how am I going to make this place seem like home? Um, Also in short order. And then knowing I'm going to have to pick up and do it again. So, um, you know, there's a military kid when we were talking about this once, what does resilience mean? And he said, in my word, in my family, resilience as a three-word sentence, suck it up. 
in the 21st century, we need a little bit more than that in terms of uh, comfort and success, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Well, and there's that famous saying that, you know, marriages, deaths, and moving are the three most stressful things in life. And so when you think about this segment of the population moving that many times, that's a lot of stress, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it really is. And the wonderful thing is, is that as big as the stress is, there's a really simple and wonderful solution to it. Well, is that that personal experience that really sparked the idea to create Blue Star Families? You know, Jenny, it really was. And the interesting thing about that is that although it was a real struggle for me and I always worked and I always had a big network, but then, you know, I found myself lonely a lot because you move to a place where you're brand new and you don't have family and friends and you have young kids to take care of and your husband leaves to a, a place that you can't reach him. It, it can be lonely, but it took me a while after we were running Blue Star Families, which I started kind of for my neighbors. Like I saw what my neighbors went through, which in some ways was, I felt like it was tougher than what I went through because I was older and had more resources. But, you know, it, it, after a couple of years, I realized these were my challenges too. Sometimes I think we push away that those are our challenges, but realizing that actually that was that was hard and it was sad. Yeah, and that's something that is true for anyone that moves. And that's why I think there's such a natural connection between Blue Star families and Nextdoor. And we see that as a huge use case for Nextdoor all the time, where people come into new neighborhoods, they don't know anyone, they have to start from scratch. I think, as we just discussed, it's exaggerated for military families because of how often they do it. But I think at the same time, like, this is an important topic to tackle for all people, right? Like you you have to rebuild that community. You need that. You need to rely on your neighbors around you to get that important information, even if it's just like figuring out where the good coffee shop is, isn't it? A hundred percent, Jenny. And, you know, I, I think you're right. And this is why Nextdoor is such a dream partner for us, because things really matter granularly where people live. And and that's what Nextdoor is about. It's It's really about those little neighborhoods. And even more, you know, for a while, when we started trying to make life better for military families and the people who serve, you know, we talked about deployments, we talked about the military mission. It's hard for a lot of people to relate to that. It, it can seem very foreign and very scary. But you know what? Everyone can relate to moving and everyone can relate to what that means to a family, what that means to kids. And so I think it's a really great way that we can come together and also come together in mutual support because it turns out it's not just us who sometimes has a pro have a problem with finding a sense of belonging, finding friends, finding community. And, and it's a way that really the whole community can do better by being together. Well, and I really want to stress that statistic that we talked about earlier again, because this is another one that really surprised us at Nextdoor when we first heard this from you all, which is that 70% of military families don't live on bases. They live in civilian communities. So 70%, that is more than half, and that is a majority. And what does Blue Star families do to really help them get settled? And then the second piece of that question is, what can everybody else do? Like, what can just neighbors in that civilian community do to help those families get settled? Yeah, Blue Star families, you know, our mission is to make military life really wonderful for families so they can continue serving and continue taking care of the country. And what we've learned through our research and by being close to our community is that you need a person who cares about you. 
Um, you need solutions, you need policies and programs, but the most brilliant policy, the most brilliant program won't have any effect unless a person can access it. And at the end of the day, they're gonna access it. So Blue Star Families, we're your friend and neighbor. We create chapters, we create digital engagements to help people feel that sense of community and trust and get to those terrific programs, many of which we run, which might be about the outdoors or to support for caregivers, book programs for kids and adults, uh, um, all kinds of great engagements. But also some of it is about us fostering the connection to their local community neighbors, because you need those people right next to you where you live. So um, Blue Star Families, both on our digital presence, our local chapters, and in the research and uh, social impact that we do, we help identify and solve those problems. But then we look to our our tribe, you know, our Blue Star neighbors, we like to call them, people in the community who, who care and they want to be part of the solution to activate them, to know them. With Nextdoor, I think that gives us the next level of being able to reach people. Um, and we know that we have to make it easy for folks because you can't just say, welcome. We have to tell people how to do it and, and make that acceptable and make sure they're not misstepping and make it welcome for all people involved. And I think with Nextdoor and Blue Star Families working together, we can really help build that bridge. And what do you think in your experience and your own lived experience as well, what are the most challenging areas for military families when they get to a new neighborhood? Is it, for example, finding a new job, making new friends, you know, finding schools for the kids to go to? Like, what are, the, if you had to pick, you know, the top two or the top three issues that are really challenging for these families, what would you really zero in on? I think what we found, what I found myself in my lived experience, and then we also do this research that that validates that, is that families are really concerned about their kids getting integrated. All of us are happiest. You know, there's a saying that you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. Um, <laughs> so making sure that that kid gets integrated into their school, into sports programs, this can be really tough. Sometimes people won't let kids join a sport because they weren't in it last year or they didn't come in the middle of the summer to do the pregame. All these kinds of things can be pretty devastating. So making sure that the community understands that we move on government orders. It's not our choice, you know? So accommodate us to, to welcome them. Uh, so that really leads well-being. And we see that when a school is welcoming, is good at welcoming kids, actually the whole family does better. So that's one thing, getting those kids integrated in. The other thing is the spouse having meaningful work. Two best predictors of a family thriving are if the kids had a welcoming school, because then the whole family gets welcomed because you become friends with the parents of your kids' parents, if the spouse finds meaningful work. And and, and that's my experience too. I, I, I had a big job before I met my handsome husband and married him. And he, <laughs> he was like green acres. Probably most of your listeners don't even know what that was, but uh, <laughs> you are my wife. Goodbye, city life. And I was unemployed and I had to reinvent myself and I became a lawyer and we moved and I lost my job over and over again. And my sense of self was this, you know, competent professional. And then I wasn't that, but and finally, I found an employer who kept me working for them while I moved around. Employers keeping their um, employees, their military spouse employees while they move around or those flexible work hours. Because sometimes, listen, there was one time when my husband had a, a job commanding a base, very stable in a uh, city job, in, in community job. And we got out of the blue a notice, hey, seven days from now, you're going to be in Afghanistan for a year. Well, if I didn't have any flexible in my work, flexibility in my work life, there was no way I could have prepared him and my children 
um, for him, for my husband to leave in seven days. So we need meaningful work, but also work that allows us to accommodate our lives, which after all, we're not doing selfishly. We're living these lives to protect everybody else in the country. So we just need a little bit of cooperation in helping us get there. It's such a good point. I think so much of attention, and obviously it's warranted, goes to the service person where the spouses are often kind of forgotten about and what they go through and how to make them happy and settled in that community is is really, really important. We actually spoke to a couple of military spouses and we spoke to them about the value that they see in next door. So let's take a listen to what they had to say. The advantages of having a platform like Nextdoor would be to have the trust and the reliability of no matter where I go, I can pull up that app and know that I can automatically connect with the current neighborhood that I'm in and that I can also help my fellow military friends and say, you know, this is something that is very resourceful and, um, and that would be very important for us. I would say the greatest challenge I face when I'm relocating is really reestablishing my home each time. That could be anywhere from what gym do I want to work at? Where am I going to work as a career next? My friends and family are so far away and having to rebuild those relationships when you don't know anyone in town, you don't know where to go, but it's easier when you have recommendations from those that are in your neighborhood and close to you. Stay kind. Where Kindness Lives will be back in a flash. Everyone is feeling the pinch with rising costs of living and socialization is becoming a luxury. But connecting with your neighbors is free and scientific research shows it can actually reduce financial stress and improve mental health and well-being. Nextdoor is 100% free and is a safe and easy way to find like-minded people in your local area to grab a coffee with, go for a walk, join a book club, or simply say hello. Download the Nextdoor app or go to nextdoor.com today. Kathy, as you know, we recently launched a very exciting first-of-its-kind military movers kit between Blue Star families and Nextdoor that we're hoping will help these families settle in. And using that, you can really get some tips of, you know, how do you find the best places locally? How do you source, you know, a handyman? And and how can you kind of swap and, and maybe buy some household items at the same time? So why do you believe that this military movers kit is important? I love this military movers kit with Nextdoor that Blue Star Families has been able to partner with you on because it's hard for people to get information. Military folks, they're young, right? Our average age is maybe 27. We've got 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds. It's not like you're an expert in this work. By the time you become an expert, you're leaving it. And the next group is coming on. So we need people to meet us where we are. And, you know, a lot of people are on next door. So we could come up with a fantastic kit and no disrespect to the Department of Defense, but a lot of young spouses aren't going to the Pentagon to find help. That just doesn't give you a warm fuzzy. Again, love them. No disrespect. (laughs) Where are they going? Right. And a lot of them are already going to next door. That's why we partner with groups like Disney and Starbucks. Where do people want to be? This is why we're really thrilled about the relationship with Nextdoor because it's on your doorstep, right? It's it's on your app. You're already there. And so that gives you access to it where you need to be. And then we're hoping to also be able to talk to those neighbors. Listen, we know people love their military families and they'd love to be good neighbors to them. And, you know, this Nextdoor app is going to be a way that we can reach them and talk to them too and help them make those connections right where they live. 
Well, one thing that we do in this podcast is we share a neighbor story, and I'm so excited to share this one with you today. This one comes from Sharon and her family, who are new to West Lafayette, Indiana. They are a military family, and her five-year-old son, Michael, wasn't spending as much time outside since they had a new baby, and they were in a new neighborhood as well, and Michael no longer had an outdoor playset at his new home. Sharon said, we move every few years because my husband is in the military, so we try not to buy brand new things because we move so much and we're always trying to find used things. But Sharon felt really bad for her son, Michael, and wanted him to play outside more. So she went to next doors for sale and free and created a post that was in search of, and she let her neighbors know that she was looking for a used playset. She received a response really quickly from her neighbor, Mandy, who offered her a free playset, which her own children had outgrown, so great way to keep things out of landfill. Sharon's husband and her father-in-law disassembled the playset in two days, and Mandy was kind enough to actually paint it and also gave snacks to Michael as well. (laughs) So now Sharon is in Sharon's been um, caring for her new baby and watching Michael on his brand new playset in the backyard. And what she said was, I trust Nextdoor because everyone is verified and it's easy to chat. And she also used Nextdoor to get um, to give preemie baby clothes to another neighbor in need. So she actually paid it forward and helped somebody else out and said that it's a real level of comfort to know that she's speaking with a real neighbor in her area. Oh, please do. Yeah. You know, when we moved back to, we were in Germany for three years. We moved back to McLean, Virginia. My kids were um, 12 and 16 and they wanted some work. And, you know, usually teenagers get work from the extended neighborhood, the people they know, right? Odd jobs and babysitting. You know, you don't usually want a stranger in your house, right? But they were able to get jobs babysitting, tutoring math, teaching guitar, through the Nextdoor app, again, because it's verified. It's in your neighborhood. I felt safe with them going to these strangers' houses because they didn't feel like strangers. They were on my neighborhood app, right? And so that really helped my kids have a more normal um, childhood or young adulthood, teenagehood, um, because Nextdoor created that trust and that accessibility that wouldn't have been there otherwise. Kathy, in your experience, do military families struggle to ask for help or are they you know pretty outgoing when it comes to asking others to lend a helping hand yeah i'm a total outlier because i ask for help all day long from everybody (laughs) but most military families don't they it's that suck it up mentality that i mentioned before from that kid it's we're Mm -hmm. strong you know we don't want anyone to help us we certainly don't want anyone to feel sorry for us there there can be a little bit of an unfortunate tendency to lump military or veterans with people in need, because sometimes some some foundations raise money that way by making that seem like, and you know, we're, we're strong people. We're military spouses are twice as educated as our civilian counterparts. You know, we've got, we're not people who are disadvantaged, but we are people who carry a big burden. And it would be nice, and this goes back to your kindness thing, Um, for people to sometimes see that burden and say, hey, let me help you with it because I know you're doing something for all of us. 
obviously we want to help with this problem, but is there any way, like if you're somebody living in your neighborhood, is there any way to figure out like who is a military family? Any, any way to, you know, is there somewhere they can, I don't know, look something up or is it really just, you just need to meet these people and, and get to know them? Well, I think this is one of the things that we do with our chapters um, um, or even uh, with our digital neighborhood. We really welcome um, civilians to local community members to join us and to raise their hand to volunteer or to be part of just an outing. And then we can get you together with something that's physically going on. And we have had such wonderful um, engagements through that folks who, you know, went to Disney World together or went on a kayaking trip together. We have book clubs where we have local neighborhood kids and military kids doing a book together. And at the same time, the parents are reading a book together and they meet up afterwards for dinner. It's a six week program. Um, and people love it because you get to actually make those those commitments. So um, I think that's one of the better ways. We've got this idea of something we'd, we'd love to do with Nextdoor, which is creating a downloadable flag that people could put out to show that they're interested in welcoming military families. And then a military family can know, hey, this is a home that's interested in welcoming me. I can feel comfortable contacting this person. Now, before you go, we do something fun on this podcast called The Kind Carousel, where we get to ask you all kinds of questions. So here we go. A little bit of fun. Um, When you move, what is one thing that you feel like you absolutely have to take with you or the very first thing that you buy when you get somewhere? Well, I have to bring my daughter's giant Pooh Bear. (laughs) She's 25 now, but she was my first child and we got her that Pooh Bear and this girl moved a lot. She went to 10 different schools. So there's something about this giant Pooh Bear that really speaks of continuity and love to me. That and instantly makes it feel like home, I'm guessing, when you have that with you. That's right. That You know you're at home when that, that when the big Pooh Bear is with you. Um, out of all the places that you've lived, is there somewhere that you wish you could have stayed longer? And if so, why? My favorite place that we lived is that we had this wonderful opportunity to live in London. My husband went to the Royal College of Defense Studies, which is a British senior officer school. We met the Queen. I kid you not. Oh my <laughs> Shook gosh. her hand and I have a photo to prove it. And you know, my children actually, is, is at, at their local school, they performed as backup to an opera in the Royal Albert Hall. So it was really, really a magical experience. Th- these are the really wonderful experiences that people serving in the military can sometimes have. Um, and I, I did love that very much. And interestingly, my daughter, who I mentioned, just graduated from college here, she just moved there. Wow. You've gone full circle. Just came back from visiting her. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you met the queen. That's like a whole other podcast conversation that we need to have. (laughs) Can I just, I mean, do you remember what she was wearing? I need to know, like, I need to know more. (laughs) I can can send you the picture. She definitely had a little handbag and she had little gloves and a nice hat. Amazing. And what about you, again, have obviously lived a lot of places. Is, Is there somewhere that you haven't visited yet, even for a vacation that is still on the bucket list? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I, th- I think about it a lot because we traveled a great deal. And in my work before I met my husband, I traveled a great deal. Um, and I am finding at this stage in my life with all that travel I did throughout the, the, the days, I am so grateful to be in a neighborhood and to have mm. friends that I get to know over time and to have, I, I actually know what trees I have in my yard, which I never even... <laughs> do things like that before because we were never someplace long enough. So I'm on the other side of it where I'm sort of savoring the sense of place of where I am. 
I'm sure it did really make you appreciate that when you can have that. That's, yeah, definitely understandable. Um, Okay, we have to ask this question. Favorite military movie or TV show? There's so many. I mean, of course, we have MASH, iconic MASH. There's Saving Private Ryan. There's newer ones like Homeland. You know, if you had to pick a couple, what would they be? So there's an extraordinary movie about military life and military family life. That's a throwback movie, but I really urge people to watch it. And it's called We Were Soldiers Once and Young. It's with Mel Gibson back when he was cool. And it's about <laughs> the Vietnam War and how the both what happened to the, the, the men, because it was all men back then, in the, the, the fight, but also how the women rallied and created change and created community and continuity at home. And it's it's incredibly moving and wonderful. Jessica Lang, another kind of slightly obscure one, but super cool. Um, seeing again some of the strains, like the attractiveness and also the strains um, of 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 the the real experience. So um, there's some there's some fun movies out there. And who doesn't love Jessica Lange? I mean, amazing actress. Well, I have to say, Kathy, like, I don't think there's been another partnership in my entire career that I have gotten such a strong response to. Like, literally, when word got out at the company that we're working with you, I had people from all teams sending me messages going, oh my gosh, I'd love to be involved because of blank, blank, blank. And it's really something that everybody has a personal connection to, whether it's a sibling or a parent or a grandparent or a cousin or a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever that is. I think that I have even been surprised at how many people reached out to me and said, like, I really want to help, even if it's not, you know, their functional day-to-day job. And that's been really, really exciting. So I just want to say again, how happy we are to be working with you and how excited we are. And so before we go, can you let everyone know how they can find Blue Star Families and um, yeah, really just how to get involved in their local community? We'd love to. So it's super easy to find us. If you Google Blue Star Families, we pop right up. Our URL is bluestarfam.org. And then you put in where you're located, and if we've got a chapter near you, we can get you involved in that. But there's lots of ways to engage uh, remotely as well. And we're really going to be encouraging all our members to be part of the Nextdoor app, too, because we know that it goes both ways. You want to be in both places. We give deeper support, but really connecting to your neighborhood, you know, Nextdoor is an amazing way to do that. And what I love about what you said, Jenny, about how this touches everybody is I think so many of us in the country right now want ways that we can feel closer to each other and not divided. And this truth that all of us have some kind of connection to this military service, I think it's a really beautiful way for us to be able to come together, you know, both personally, but also even in a bigger way. And so that's that's super exciting. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. And as Kathy mentioned, if you want to get started on Nextdoor, connecting with your neighbors, both military families and everyday neighbors, you could download the Nextdoor app in the App Store and Google Play, or you can just go to nextdoor.com. And I just want to remind everyone that both Blue Star Families and Nextdoor are free. So we're talking about two really powerful, really useful ways to get connected in your neighborhood, both of which won't cost you any money. So head over there today. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you, Jenny. Great talking to you. 